Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Fit Finance Sessions with me, Henry, Tim and Tom as well have joined me today. Um, and I thought I'd start by um, telling a little story of what happened at the weekend. And that was I went to the pub. Now, that's not much of an unusual event in, in my world. Um, but what was unusual this time was I went to five different pubs on the same night. And the first four of them refused to serve me a drink. Um, now, I hasten to add, I hadn't drunk too much by this stage. But the first one I went to, they closed at eight. The second one I went to um, was too busy and with too few staff to, to serve me a drink. The third one closed at eight. The fourth one, like the second one, was too busy and they didn't have the staff to serve me. And so it took until we got the fifth one before I could have a pint of golden hen, which I must say, by the time I got it down me, was sweet relief. It seems to me odd though, that these pubs are one closing early in the day uh, or early, earlier than they need to. And, and, and secondly, that they, they seem understaffed um, with all the, the headlines that the, the industry has created over the last year. Um, you'd have thought that they'd be absolutely gagging to um, serve me as many drinks as I could take. Um, any thoughts on this, chats? Why the why the pubs might not have the staff that they need, or might not want to be serving throughout all the hours that they could potentially be serving at? I think um, I think some of them are right sizing the business and not. Um, if you're not sure of demand, then you don't want to be hiring too many people. But it's definitely demand is there. I mean, Tim and I um, went on a similar venture on Friday as well, and had had the same result. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, um, what's been reported in terms of unemployment and what's actually happening in reality, um, I think what's the thing about stats, 95% of them are made up or made to fit whatever the argument is. Um, so we'll probably come up with some more stats for you in, in just a few moments time. Um, but. Uh, I think this comes on to the inflation topic we've been talking about and um, inflation should come through. The detractors are saying, oh, it'll just be um, transitory short short period of time. Um, but uh, it's, it's when wage push inflation come, comes through, which is people demanding more wages. So if you've got people running businesses that are struggling to hire or can't deal with the capacity, then people can demand more wages. And um, there's an article in Bloomberg last week about Chipotle Mexican Grill um, in the state. So a fast food type place having to um, significantly increase wages um, to attract staff back into um, back into employment. So if, if you've been watching the news, apparently everyone is jobless and unemployment is huge and there's a big pandemic going on which okay yeah there is but if firms are having to increase prices to entire staff then I, I would say unemployment isn't as bad as as what it seems um but I think Tim you've got some views and news on on that as part yeah yeah I mean it's more on the on the inflation topic really rather than unemployment but yeah it, I mean it's been uh, sort of the, the, the chat of the financial world for some weeks slash months now, isn't it? Inflation, as you say, it should come through. Obviously, a certain amount of inflation is healthy, um, but it's the spiking, which which is what's um, what's trying to be avoided. The main um, concern as to why, at least for, for 
in the last week or so why my, my markets have been or down sort of sideways is because month on month from for uh, April's figures in the US inflation was more than double what it was forecasted to be at 0.8 for April rather than 0.3 I think it was forecasted to be which clearly isn't, isn't great and that was the biggest jump in some years I believe it was um, on a yearly basis over four percent which is clearly more than double the, the Fed's uh, target so that's sort of the oh god what's going on is it happening now type thing but actually I mean going back to what you were saying um a little bit ago I was reading an article um not too long ago about uh, actually drilling down into the components of the inflation reading and looking at the nuts and bolts of it you can understand why for example transport uh, related um uh, the, the, those sorts of components of it naturally as, as sort of the car rental companies in the US particularly they sold off the majority of their fleets what have you at the beginning of the of the pandemic whereas now things are sort of being lifted a little bit more so they're buying back up the stock etc which is pushing you know com, um, pushing the prices up and, and contributing to to these rises that we're seeing which you know that's not going to happen month on month in month out so you know there is a sort of potential scenario where it's just a starting up um symptom if you like of the economy of people just starting to buy buy things back up and ready to, to sell on um but I, I, only time will tell i guess clearly as, as it always does but i think it's the nothing to worry about for now type thing is what what that side of the fence is arguing yeah i think um sorry i think central banks are trying to say that aren't they it's all just transitory short term i think um I mean, we've talked about a K-shaped recovery. Some companies are winning, some kind uh, are losing. And I think some some things are inflationary at the moment. And some, are, if you look at all the tech, soon, a lot of those things are deflationary. People aren't having to travel so much. And I think that's that's what we're saying. Sometimes um, some of the best investors will say, look, you've got to just go outside your door and stop looking at data. Because um, particularly if you're looking at year-on-year data, if you're comparing it to last May in the pandemic, then it's a very different scenario. It's what, what it is, is today. So data and then what's actually going on in the real world is sometimes two very different things. But I think fundamentally that <clears throat> you're right, that in, in the sense of con- consumer inflation will suddenly pick up, right? Because we couldn't go out last year, we weren't going to restaurants and da 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 so of course that will suddenly flick up and we'll see a lot more of that coming through. But the, but, but the other thing that will be causing inflation is a huge stimulus that's being provided by central governments across the board. And whether it not be in the US with what their $2 trillion of stimulus or, or in the UK with a slightly, <laughs> slightly scaled back version of that. But, but just pushing all that money into the economy, whether or not that's creating jobs because more roads will be built or hospitals will be put together or what have you injecting that money into the system is going to create inflation so I, I, I see there being two parts one that is transitory and one that'll be far more that'll be around for much longer because it's the stimuli it's not going to be here and gone tomorrow the stimuli these are these are five-year ten-year packages of of um of, of money being shoved into the system and that will cause inflation over the medium term i reckon um, I'm not very scientific. I think Tim did for physics in school. He probably knows better. But if you put if you put energy into something, if you think of money as energy, it's got to go somewhere, hasn't it? So that's going to come through. There's going to be a, a a reaction. You can't just make money appear and nothing nothing kind of happen of it. Whether that's good, bad, or indifferent. Um, yeah, there's if you 
pump a load of something into somewhere, then there's going to be some outcome at some point. And I think um, it's just how quickly, how fast that that happens. But hopefully in some ways it gives active management. It, what we're talking about here is really more volatility. There's more, everything's been stable for quite some, some time. And I think hopefully active management can maybe um, identify some of these trends and try and pick winners and losers. And yeah, you'll get more volatility because of being active, but um, uh, there's also for every um, bad outcome, there's always an opportunity at the same time. Um, uh, so yeah, um, fingers crossed. We're all in the, in the good opportunity basket. Fingers crossed. I'm sure, I'm sure the boys at portfolio metrics have got their finger on the inflationary pulse around the world and we'll be doing all they can to find those managers with the uh, with the answers to that question any more chats or um should we wrap it up for this week's episode um other than hopefully you haven't held bitcoin for the last week so um that's, that's gone well hasn't it um well no <laughs> shut up <laughs> interestingly but they do say Bitcoin is a store of value. So in inflationary times, Bitcoin should be the coin to hold, provided yeah. Elon shuts his cake hole. Mm. On that note, actually, I don't know if, well, if any of our old school listeners are still listening, but if you recall, I said back in December last year that um, Bitcoin had reached its highest level of correlation with gold and how it was, you know, back at, <clears throat> excuse me, back then it was just, it was, you know, this idea that, oh, it, it could be pushing itself into this digital gold, um, or as you say, silver value position, which it seems to be, seems to be at least at this point, um, yeah, not much value right now, but some value. Because gold, gold's gone down again, so it's just reflecting that, that correlation, I guess. Has gold fallen today? Should do my research before coming on live <laughs> to the Fit Finance session, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess on, on that note, that's probably enough from us. Do more research into other asset classes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. See you all next week. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>